Tell us a little bit about what you saw and, and, and being able to relay that message to Cora when you watched Kimbrell pitch and, and kind of help out so he wasn't uh, tipping his pitches. So tipping pitches, we hear about it all the time. People at home understand what tipping pitches is all about. It's amazing. Man. And that's remarkable. Alex, we have a very, very special episode today. I'm very excited for everybody to listen to this one. This is this is how we intro pretty much every episode with a guest. We're like, we have a very special episode for you. But today is like super hyper, extremely overly special. This episode specifically is two full years in the making though. Because today's episode, which you will be able to tell by the title if you have seen it. And if you haven't paid attention and this just auto queued up. Here's your explanation. It's the 2020 All Gift Draft. It is the third year, third annual All Gift Draft. Alex and I preview the baseball season every year by drafting players who we think are most likely to create the most exciting gifts in the upcoming season. And frankly, we did this at first because I think like we're not smart enough to actually preview the season and give you the over-under win totals and the projections for who's going to make the playoffs and the world series and who you should pick up on your fantasy team and who you should drop on your fantasy team. Like we're just not that we're not that podcast. And if you need that, you'll be fine going somewhere else. But we decided we wanted to do something a little more fun with it. And it's kind of grown into this thing where we're like, Oh, this is actually the way that we view the game. Like if you are going to create the most gifts, we're probably going to like you and talk about you the most. So you're going to hear a bunch of names that we talk about a lot and we hope that's okay with you. But the twist this year is that we decided to team up together. It's no longer Alex versus Bobby. It's Alex and Bobby picking against a rotating lineup of Tipping Pitches guests, former guests, and two first-time guests. Um, and it was so exciting to hear them and who they chose. And and honestly, a lot of overlap. You know, So it makes me feel like we, we've kind of been getting it right the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned a lot of names that, you know, the listeners will hear a lot of names that you've heard us talk about, but I was excited to do this because there are also a lot of names that we don't really talk about. Um, and I think our goal with this year's draft was to kind of focus on um, a lot of young uh, up and coming players who maybe have not necessarily entirely made their splash on the team yet on the scene yet. Um, there are obviously, there are going to be some names that you recognize, um, but there are certainly some ones that I think come out of left field. And, uh, and yeah, this was, this was a really exciting uh, exercise for us to do and, and bring on some, some old and new friends of the pod, get, uh, get, getting the gang back together. And because this is a list on the internet in a way, you know, this is a draft on a podcast, but it'll eventually make its way to the internet over on tippingpitches.adivis.com. We'll share the blog post along with it. Alex does a great job designing those those beautiful player cards for each team. But because this is a list on the internet, people are going to be pissed off when they see it. So listen, we only got 10 spots. It's so hard. I wrote down a long list of about 50 names which you're going to hear me mention multiple, probably too many times <laughs> on this podcast. Because the, we the number th- does fluctuate each time. Each time he mentions it's like it. 35, 40, 58. No, it's really hard. There are so many fun young baseball players, so many exciting old veterans that we could have chosen from. So it's, it's an embarrassment of riches here. So 
we're going to get to the Tipping Pitches All Gift Draft in just a second uh, with special guests Shakia Taylor, Hannah Kaiser, Meg Rowley, and Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue. But before we do all of that, I am Bobby Wagner. I am Alex Baisley. And you are listening to the Tipping Pitches 2020 All Gift Draft. So we don't have a ton of time up top to talk about any news that's happened in the last week, Alex. So uh, we will be catching everybody up on the, well, by next week, we'll have the beginning of the season to talk about, which will be surreal and strange, but hopefully maybe fun and exciting for you and I. But of course, in the last week, we got news that Toronto has decided not to allow the Blue Jays to travel in and out of Canada to play in the Major League Baseball season, which is probably a smart decision by the Toronto local government and the Canadian national government. So uh, we know that that happened. We know that that's something that you and I would would typically discuss, but we just don't have time on this podcast. They're probably going to be playing in Buffalo uh, and we will talk about it in depth next week, right? Uh, Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where you keep seeing the red flags pop up, um, but you just keep plowing forward. So, uh, so yes, this should make for a, for an interesting 2020 major league baseball season, which is still happening as of today. Who knows what the next (laughs) 24 hours will look like. Yeah. And speaking of plowing forward, I mean like this entire endeavor is plowing forward. I think you'll see that the baseball community's friend, Yasiel Puig is going to be drafted in this. He obviously tested positive for coronavirus. We're hoping the best for Yasiel and his health. And he's so far been asymptomatic. Um, But shit is really scary and it's sad. And the fact that he signed with the Braves and then failed the physical already because of something that's so scary and a reason that baseball probably shouldn't be happening. I mean, it's all very weird and I feel very detached from it. But I think you and I wanted to continue this tradition in the hopes that we could at least celebrate some of these players as they enter into an unprecedented season and face unprecedented challenges. I don't think this is meant in any way to be like, hurrah, baseball is back. The entire world is saved. I think this is more. Yeah, of, if you've, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's not how we feel. Exactly. So I think we should just go straight into it. We got Shakia Taylor on the line coming up to make the first overall pick in the 2020 All-Gift Draft. Are you just waking up? You're like doing Uh, that. I just... No, I was see, I was up late, and then I always have to get up early now because we have we got a dog, and she has she just had knee surgery actually, so we have to like mm-hmm. monitor her very closely. But yeah, I'm I'm not just waking up. I've been up for quite a while. Oh, there was no judgment. I mean, I was just curious. <laughs> I feel like both Bobby and my like perpetual energies are look like they just woke up. Like even <laughs> at, even at four p.m., I'm like sitting there being like, oh. Oh, really? We got to go to the bodega now? <laughs> All right. Uh, I will get us started. Okay, Alex. We are joined by Shakia Taylor again for the second time. Shakia, welcome back to Tipping Pitches. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, it's a little bit of a new thing here. You are the first person who is going to choose in the all gift draft that is not named Alex Baisley or Bobby Wagner. So we're very honored that you're here. We're happy to have Wait, you. Wait, I'm first? You I are no first. Idea. You I are was, like, first. Stressed about it. Like, what if somebody picks my person already? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're absolutely clearing house for you to choose someone yes. who we had. We had quite an expectation that you would choose. So Shakia Taylor, first pick in the 2020 Tipping Pitches All Gift Draft. You are on the clock. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Francisco Lindor. There of we course. go. Yes. That's your boy. That's your brand. Okay, so we want we want you to take us through your love of him. You were on our podcast February 24th earlier this year. We talked about a lot of baseball history. We didn't talk a lot about baseball presence. We talked about the book after Jackie. And at the end, you mentioned that we, we mentioned that we'd love to have you back on. And you mentioned you love Francisco Lindor very much. So now this is your chance, Shakia. Take us through your right. love affair with, with Frankie. All right. First of all, like, let's let's get a little, you know, shallow looks. He is, he Mm. looks like he's always having a good time. He's super cute. He's always smiling. And how many people in baseball right now are getting away with periwinkle hair? Um, (laughs) Like, I feel like that is an automatic, like, wow, the badass, he just, it just vibrates off of him. Right. And then, you know, um, he is playing shortstop in a mask. Like, just crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Um, one of the things that endears me to Frankie the most is that he calls Cleveland his city. I don't know if you all noticed that, but he loves that place. And it is absolutely why I will fight every Dolan on his behalf. All he has to do is ask. Um, I think the city of Cleveland loves him too. Um, there's a strong effort there to get protected bike lanes, something that people who don't live there probably know nothing about but frankie rides his bike to the ballpark now um and i saw a tweet where someone's like this is why we need protected ball you know uh bike lanes let's protect frankie's indoor (laughs) i mean if nothing sways the city like protecting this guy (laughs) nothing will (laughs) um yeah i think he's great and we have to talk about like his personality he brings it um during the all-star game in cleveland he was mic'd up he gave uh, one of the umps, a reservation at his favorite restaurant in Cleveland, which I thought was super dope. Um, and then there's, you know, the dancing, the he's always doing something in the field for you to notice if you're paying him any attention. Um, he had on three chains yesterday, three, three different chains. <laughs> one looked like it was black diamonds, which much respect. Um <laughs> We've seen what happens with diamonds on the infield before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he had, I think, two other maybe platinum chains. And just, I don't know, the guy just exudes like what you want baseball to be. Fun. He's got personality. He's confident, but not overly so. You know, he just loves being there. And I love that for him, especially because he plays for my favorite team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I think no one would argue Mike Trout is the the best player in baseball, but I don't think that you could argue that Mike Trout is the face of baseball. And if I had to pick one person, I think it would pretty much unequivocally be Francisco Lindor. Like every baseball fan knows about him and knows how much fun 
he he has out there. I feel like when you talk about what we want the future of baseball to look like, you just point to Francisco Lindor and you say more more of that, please. 100%. More of more of that energy. <laughs> 100%. Um, he's so fun. I actually have a, a gif of him saved on my phone where he's like twerking in the in the dugout and Jason Kipnis is clapping. It's super epic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I send it to people in response to like happy moments. Like you would be like, oh, my coffee was so bomb. And I'll be like, here's Frankie twerking for your coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's incredible. So that'll be the one that we have to uh, include in our, our blog post about this. This is now three straight years that Frankie has been drafted. Of course, we would never really let him so. go. We would never let him go undrafted. I got him the first year and I chose a gif of him petting his teammate's head. And then uh, Alex got him last year and he chose just the quintessential Frankie in the field, just kind of laughing and that beautiful, yes. bright smile of his. I mean, you mentioned, Alex, you mentioned he's the face of baseball, right? What a what a brilliant face to look at to be the face of baseball. I don't think we're above getting shallow here. With yes. He's just a really handsome guy. That's, like he's just absolutely. so, I mean, I know like, it's so, sort of cliche to be like, we want athletes, we want superstars to have charisma. But then you see Francisco Lindor and you're like, maybe there's a reason we have cliches sometimes when we talk about things. He's supernatural. I think that's what it is. It, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel, you know, fake. He's out there having a good time. And the good time kind of, you know, rubs off on the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think that element of natural is really important because I think that baseball especially in recent years has kind of tried to inject a lot of like artificial fun into the game um whether it's from the the top down or or even players that you know trying to like maybe capitalize on trends or something like that um but francisco lindor plays baseball with the same energy of like a 12 year old in the backyard <laughs> playing wiffle ball. I'm just like, like never, never grew up. And I'm like, wow, like I, if only I had that much energy, frankly, <laughs> I would be doing so much more with my life right now. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like your very get out of the bed energy is still good energy. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't ever sell yourself to it. I just got out of the bed energy is good energy. I think it helps though that Frankie has the combination of like, you know, the skill and the personality yeah. because like, you know, Definitely. the diving catches and then still getting people out are just bananas. I know. And one of the big elements of the gift draft in the last couple of years, I'm talking about it like it's like this storied thing that we've done forever. But one of the big things about it has been like, showing up in big moments because that's when you have the opportunity to have a legendary gift. It's like this, it's actually a big moment on the field and he's doing something that is worthy of repeating perpetually in your browser window. And, you know, we've already seen Francisco Lindor do something that's worthy of a hall of fame gift this year, um, which is hit a home run in spring training and do a somersault against his own team while crossing home plate. So if that's any indication of how he's going to be in 2020, and you have to believe it is just from his entire career, um, you got yourself a good pick at number one, Shakia. Yay! Ten, Lindor, ten number gift one. wins above replacement. <laughs> number one in my heart and on the draft board. There we go. Uh, it's very fitting. Okay, Alex, do you want to do the honors of taking our first pick, second pick overall? Because this is your dude. This is your dude. This is who 
you've made the patron saint of the Tipping Pitches podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he is literally our uh, our logo. Um, it's Yasiel Puig, obviously. Right. He, I mean, he he is kind of wrongfully so. Obviously, has been um, painted as one of the villains of baseball over the last few years. Yeah, and divisive it's, and figure, it's so to speak. Absolutely a divisive figure. And I feel like anyone who talks about him like that really has just actually never sat down to watch him play baseball because he's filled with the exact same joy that a player like Francisco Lindor is. Um, he's got he's got a little more uh like spunk to him, I think, a little bit. Like uh shots fired. <laughs> He's like, I think he is very, um, he is not worried about offending anyone. He is, he's not worried about getting on anyone's nerves or anything like that. Is he a wild horse, would you say? (laughs) (laughs) You could, you could say that about him. If you, if you wanted to uh, refer to players of color by alluding to the fact that they are uh, using using animal terminology, you could say that. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. I see you. Well done. But um, but he yeah, is our I mean, friend. Puig, he's your friend. <laughs> Puig, Puig, your friend. I mean, he's he's great. What's not to love? That is that makes him. Uh, so he was picked first overall the last two years. And second overall this year, Alex, you've never let him get down on the board at all. You you got him first overall in the last two years. Um, I think the thing that is so emblematic of Puig for me will be the two gifts that we've chosen in the last two years. And uh, the one of him sliding into third base, immediately finding the nearest camera, staring at it and sticking his tongue out and shaking his head back and forth, which is just, <laughs> who else would do that? I just don't know who else would do that. And then last year... In in the NLDS, getting tagged out in a in a pickle play and just hugging Charlie Culberson, which again, in a playoff game at Dodger <laughs> Stadium, getting tagged out and just hugging the opponent. It's like I just his energy, his exuberance is just emblematic of what we love about the game so much, and kind of the reason that we even created this stupid preview idea in the first place. Shakia, you have thoughts on on Yasiel Puig? Yeah, first. While um, I was sitting here, I really decided to look up that song, Wild Horse, and like how he chose it. <laughs> Apparently, it was like made for him. <laughs> like his voice is layered into the track. I had no idea. That makes oh, it my even goodness. more phenomenal. Yeah, it's um, super interesting. It also feels funnier now knowing that it's a Puig specific song. Um, I think Yasiel is super fun. Um, I actually have a shirt that plays off of the bow nose, Yasiel Sabe. Oh, um, God. And um, one of my friends, Sam, is a huge, huge Dodgers fan. And that is really how I started paying attention to Puig. I think he's really fun. I will say that sometimes I'm like, ah, come on. Not because I don't want him to do the things, but because I am generally grossed out by people licking things that shouldn't be licked. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) But otherwise, he's fine in my book. Um, (laughs) I definitely like him and Lindor as one and two, even if it were the other way around. Like, he's great. He's funny. And I imagine that you have a ton of jibs saved of him. 
a lot of them. And, <laughs> you know, when when we read the or when we read summaries of because I didn't read through the 75 page handbook about COVID-19 safety guidelines from the from Major League Baseball this year. But when we saw some of those highlights, we were like, OK, some of these are specifically designed for Puig. Like you can't lick <laughs> anything. You can't spit at all. And obviously we know. Puig has been diagnosed with COVID-19, tested positive, is no longer going to be joining the Atlanta Braves this year. We're, of course, wishing him the best. He said that he's been asymptomatic thus far. So all fingers crossed there that he lands on a team, is happy, is healthy, is safe this year, and is on a baseball field if he chooses to be, you know. Um, So if not, it's okay. We have plenty of gifts backlogged that we've saved of Yasiel Puig. But he is our number one dude in this draft. Shakia, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we thank really you appreciate you coming me. on it and taking the first overall pick. Before you go, let people know where they can find you, your work, anything that you're excited about this season coming up. Uh, I can be found on Twitter um, at 3 a.m. usually at <laughs> Curly Fro. Um, if you want links to things I've written, bourbonandcookies.com. I'll tell you the story of how I came up with that another day. Um <laughs> And yeah, oh, I'm on Instagram. A little bit of dope. Yes, yes, I might be a little dope. vain. <laughs> uh, no simple names on any social media. I love it. I love it. Okay, thank you yeah. so much, Akia. <laughs> Breaking ball in the air to right field. Grossman by the warning track at the wall. Gone. All right, let's get started. You're going to get a moderately aggressive warning that you're being recorded just because of California privacy laws. This meeting is being recorded. Oh my god. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, moderately aggressive is... I've honed that <laughs> pre- specific language over the last yes. five months of doing Zoom recordings. Um, okay, Alex, are you ready? You want to start us off this time? Absolutely. He almost did it to open up the ball game. And now he does it here in the fifth. A two-run shot by Francisco Lindor in front of all of his fans here in Puerto Rico. And they're calling for a curtain call. All right, we are back for for pick number three. We're here with a multiple-time guest, Hannah Kaiser, staff writer, uh, baseball writer for Yahoo Sports. Hannah, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. What is I, I like while you were introing me? This is not going to be useful for the podcast. That's snippet, how we because, like to record our podcast because it's not audio. But what is your shirt? Uh, it is it is uh, Joey Votto. Um, okay. It's like a it's like a Reds you know Joey Votto top shirt actually gifted to me by my my co host sitting right here. Indeed, yeah. Uh, I, I, I purchased <laughs> it from the bargain bin at the homage store in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I was like, "This is for Alex. It's perfect for him." It was his Christmas gift. I haven't seen. I like the sort of like topped baseball card and the T-shirt. It feels very retro. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Homage. They they have a lot of those with a lot of really fun players. I chose Vado because he's like sort of a patron saint of the podcast. 
he's actually been chosen in in many a gift draft in the past. So uh, we're not actually just a parody, although I am wearing an homage shirt too. But this is not not SpawnCon. No free ads. Let's stop this. Hannah, stop. We have to stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm just trying to get you guys sponsored. This is now That's you can great. send yeah, them. You can pull this little clip out and send it to them and be like, "Look at this! All of this could be yours for the low, low price of no money. We'll do it for free." <laughs> just send us more shirts. <laughs> um, Hannah has joined us a couple times before. Uh, most recently, um, to in our first preview of the season that never happened um, i forgot about that i fully forgot about that i was um, I, I had no idea what you were gonna say you were like most recently in and i was like please tell me i don't have any memory of the last time <laughs> on this podcast yeah i the beginning of the year feels like a decade ago so i absolutely do, do not blame you for that right. um but yes with the with the third pick in the 2020 all gift draft, Hannah Wait, Kaiser. Am I, picking? am I picking or are you picking? You're, you're picking. You're picking. Oh, I'm picking. It's all, guests it's go all first. you. We, we lay out the red carpet for our guests here at Tip yes. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I, I told you guys this before we were recording, which is that I can't decide if I want to do the actual strongest pick who's still up on the board because I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was going to be picking third. I'm very honored, honored to be going third. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so many really obvious choices left. And I'm, do I want to pick the strongest, most gifable player, or do I want to go for the sort of under the radar pick? So I want to win, so I'm going to pick the most gifable player. I have no <laughs> idea what winning would be in this. I don't know if we're keeping score, but and that is, can't believe he hasn't even gone yet. There's only been two picks. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon. Whoa, I really wow. thought I really thought we were going to pick it. I really thought you were not going to choose him. Dang it, <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon, fully like introduced an alter ego ahead of this season which means that like he it feels like he's in on this it feels like yeah <laughs> he's he's already you've offended him by not picking him first because he's doing the work he is putting in the effort to make himself more giveable <laughs> like he is tweeting out clips of himself dancing the only the only slight drawback is that Lawrence McCutcheon, Larry McCutcheon, his alter ego is really better with sound. And so like, if this were a vine draft, it would be, he would, if this were a vine draft, he would have been first overall, but, but even for a gift draft, I mean, like if you Google Andrew McCutcheon's swag, you get plenty of hits and some of them are gifts. He looks great in the Phillies throwback jerseys. He's also hasn't played in a while and is like going to be, doing more of the actual baseball league baseball. And so I think I, and I, yeah, Andrew McCutcheon, it's offensive that you guys haven't chosen him already. <laughs> God, you know, I really was excited about choosing Andrew McCutcheon fourth because I thought you were going to come on and choose someone else, maybe some other superstar. And we were going to kind of flip the script on you and choose the Philly guy. No, but I, I, I went for, I went Philly. I gotta, I gotta, I'm excited <sighs> that Andrew McCutcheon is on the Phillies because it gives me like all the more reason to root for him and and it feels like he plays into it like andrew mccutcheon is given given a stage that is like there are no fans and the season is a little weird and wonky and like everything's like kind of depressing like andrew mccutcheon will play into that he will have more fun this year than anybody else intentionally for the gift he's doing it for the gift Yeah, the the alter ego point is a really good one because that's, I mean, that's like twice as much content right there. You have Andrew McCutcheon content and then you have Uncle Larry 
content exactly. right here. <laughs> exactly. Like the it's like two picks I in one. He, he is truly he has truly perfected the art of like doing it for the gifts. Like he's gonna he's gonna wear the like unbuttoned jerseys. He's gonna like he's gonna do it up. And 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 if someone is gonna work that hard at their craft, which is again being gifable, I have to reward that with my one and only pick in the 2020 gift draft. But after you make your pick, I'm going to tell you my under the radar pick. Okay, yes, great. Please, we'll see. Absolutely. This will be a fun little preview. Maybe somebody will will dive deep and pick your guy coming up. If, if nobody does, can I have him too? Sure. Yes, okay, absolutely. I, I mean, there's no <laughs> rules here. We make the only rules, and they're not very strict. Um, damn, Alex. I know. Did, did we, we were, fuck we up? Were, did we fuck we, up? We were so we were so ready to pick McCutcheon. We're sitting here texting over here like we're doing McCutcheon. We're gonna grab him. <laughs> yes, that makes me feel good. I'm glad. I'm glad that I went with him now. Yeah, that's good choice. He's also never been drafted in the uh, gift draft before. I know. Oh I know. My God. Yes, the listeners can't see the sh- shocked face that Hannah just yeah. made. Well, they um, also can't see all the gifts, which just says. <laughs> 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 well, I think we, we realized like a year or two ago, we yeah. were like, it's really hard to explain something that is inherently visual <laughs> on the podcast. Right, like, like visual I, only too, like no audio, nothing else. No it's audio. just the visual. I pulled up like gifts of Andrew McCutcheon and then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this content. I'm just going to watch it and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I feel you can send those our way. It. You can send those oh, our way so we can choose them, choose the correct one for the blog <laughs> post, which people can go find at tippingpitches.adivis.com. It'll be at the top of our website once this post or once we find a way to design it and get it up on the website. It'll be there eventually, you know, by the time baseball starts. Um, I'm, actually, I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you a video of Andrew McCutcheon, which to be fair again would have been better with audio content because I really want someone to like, you know, those accounts that are like uh, like Pokemon dancing to every song or like somebody dancing <laughs> yeah, to like every yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. MJ want, listening to every song. Yeah. Exactly. I want someone to make this this tweet that Andrew McCutcheon t- shared himself of him dancing in the like on deck circle. I want them to make an account that's like Andrew McCutcheon dancing to every song, um, which again, wouldn't work as a gift, but better as a vine. Bring back vine. Bring this back is, vine is right. Yeah, this is absolutely really good. This is so good. And also that's uh that's uh, that's copyrighted content right there. So if anyone, mm-hmm. if anyone makes that Twitter account, you gotta, you gotta credit Hannah yeah, Kaiser. Credit right me, yeah. Pay, pay yeah, some royalties, yeah, yeah. Uh, open up that checkbook and pay some royalties. Um, has Andrew McCutcheon put in an offer on your childhood home yet? I know many Phillies have. <laughs> <laughs> he he has a he 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 did have a really good tweet actually about moving into like a new home and it was empty and I didn't recognize it so I don't think it is necessarily in my hometown. But okay. my family has been keeping me updated on um, the hockey players in the hometown and what they are up to without hockey. So <laughs> so if this was a hockey pod, we could talk about that, but it's not. So I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I fair. feel like I've never even heard two seconds of a hockey podcast, which maybe says more about <laughs> me. Maybe I should expand my purview of, of no, it's sports. <laughs> uh, okay, Alex, are you ready? Number four, our second pick. We are That's going true. to go ahead and select Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson. Oh, yeah, of course. It, it's maybe too reductive to just put this all to bat flips, but bat flips is a core tenet of the gift draft we have Mm -hmm. chosen guys for bat flips in the past and we will choose guys for bat flips in the future obviously that's not all that ta is he plays the game with a lot of personality he is definitely going to have a lot of lip reading gifts out there in the Mm -hmm. twitterverse this year where he's talking a lot of shit to other people and you just see a gif of him just like 
whipping his head around and yelling trash talk to an opponent or I don't know, maybe like a teammate or something or like a fake fan, one of the cardboard cutouts behind him. I don't know. I don't know. He's just very unpredictable in that way. And his bad flip, like it can't be overstated. That was a cultural shift on the level of Jose Bautista. And so when you have a guy like that still available at the fourth overall pick, we're very excited to choose him. We're very excited to have him on our team. He hasn't been selected in the gift draft yet because I feel like he really blew up, came onto the scene last year. It was unclear like how well he would perform on a real baseball level last year going into the season because he's obviously like a low walk rate guy. Uh, we have him on our team now, Alex. It's it's the inaugural Tim Anderson in the Tipping Pitches gift draft. What do you what do you have to say? Yeah, well, I much like Hannah said for uh, for Andrew McCutcheon, he's another guy who kind of does the work for us. Like I really respect baseball players who, as well as playing the professional sport of baseball, also have the time to manage a Twitter account or a social media account where they then post gifts and videos of them doing wonderful things at the sport of baseball. Like if you open up his Twitter account right now, right? It's like a video of him being like, I heard you guys were looking for a Joe West replacement and it's him (laughs) pretending to be an umpire. And then you scroll down and it's him like bopping to some tunes uh, at the plate before and at bat. And so again, like he's just so... He's like a five tool gift player, you know, he's like, he, uh, he's got the acting chops down a little bit. He'll, he'll dance for you a little bit. He'll do a little shimmy. And then Bobby, like you said, he'll just do an immense bat flip and not think twice about it, which you got to respect so much. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real, like you wish you could have had him on your team last year. And so you got to take him this year. Yeah. Like, yes. Right. You know, it was like, it's like, oh, we really, we really, someone should have taken him last year, but we got to hope that that's not his peak. And I, I, th- I believe that it isn't. I believe he could do more. He could yeah. throw a bat into the stands this year. There's nobody to hurt. It's just <laughs> like, true. he might just chuck it over the dugout. <laughs> He's got the arm strength. That's true. Oh. Uh, Someone's okay. going to, they're going to, they're going to have to send the bat then to like the guy, the like cardboard cutout that he hits, like they're doing with the foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Hannah, you mentioned that you had some some honorable mentions, some deeper cuts that you want to throw out. Nobody is going to hear your deep cuts ahead of this. So if they That's choose true. them, it will be organically. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna we're, go, we're doing this live in the moment here. My deep cut that someone I think is going to choose is D.D. Gregorius. Also on the Phillies now, also on the Phillies. So I wanted to pick him a little bit because of the Phillies thing. But also I think we're seeing even after just like what one day of uh, sim games that wearing a mask and doing cool things is like good gifable content. So yeah. DD is one of those guys who say he's going to wear a mask, which means we're going to get mask home run content, mask like cool defense content. So yeah, DD is one of those where I'm sure someone is going to gift, but that's one tool gift guy. You know, like I think it's a strong tool to like wearing a mask while playing baseball. But so I, I thought about it. But my my real deep cut is like a. You know how like ahead of a season you get a guy, you get a guy, he's going to be your guy. And you're like, I've already, I've listed him. We've yeah, had it, we've done our picks and they haven't published yet. And so he was like, also my pick for like breakout pitching player of the year and everything is um, the baby deer who plays for the Dodgers known as Dustin May. I'm trying to call him Dustin the legs may. I'm seeing, I'm going to see if I can get that nickname to catch <laughs> make, make that a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to make this a thing. And I'm, I, and so Probably just because I'll be making a lot of gifts of him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there will be out there. Dustin May combines guy who 
we're going to see gifts of him like throwing really good pitches. In fact, if you Google like Dustin May gifts, you get like a Reddit, you get like a long Reddit account of like, you know, here's like this 98 mile an hour sinker. Um, but also he uh, looks like a fawn. And he's like, he looks like a ballerina, but like in a good way, this is not, this is not like an offensive comment because he looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he looks deeply beautiful in his pitching movement. And it's like, I, again, somebody create the Dustin May pitching to every song, but like only <laughs> classical music, like <laughs> maybe throw in some opera. Yeah. He, he, like, I love Dustin May gifts, which is maybe again, like a one tool player. And it's really just like the back half of his delivery when he's like spinning around. Yeah. Um, but, but I'll watch those all day, every day. I respect that there's a, there's a nickname that you're trying to dub him with that doesn't have to do with his hair, you know, yeah. like, like there's a little more creativity here. Like that would have been kind of, kind of low hanging fruit. And the, 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 the high leg kick is a, is a thing of beauty for sure. Legs is a great, it's a great nickname for a baseball player. You know, like it's Isn't one it syllable. It's in the dugout. Everybody can just be like legs. What's up? You know, and legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love this choice or uh, this fake choice. I don't know what fake we're calling choice. this, but nobody's going to take him. I would guess. Although I will say in bed, I was laying in bed last night, couldn't fall asleep. And I was just putting together a long list. So I was just like a normal person on a Saturday night, one in the morning Pacific time, just writing names of baseball <laughs> players in a note in my iPhone. <laughs> That's why we do this podcast. And he is the second to last person that I chose on my long list, Dustin May. Look at that. Who's the right, last one? Right above you, Darvish. Well, I started thinking about like okay. what are the most what could be the most like nutty pitching gifts that you could see where the ball just goes in the opposite direction that you were expecting it to. And Dustin May is kind of similar to you, Darvish, in that way. And then I was exactly. on Pitching Ninja's uh Twitter account just watching like all of the different variations that he chose for what you Darvish did in his spring training tune up. And uh, that dude is still good at pitching and is yeah. a really handsome, cool dude. And he's very funny. So, um, so good I like that deep cut. Dustin May. Fantastic. Yeah, I like that. Up. you. I like that. You also had it as a, as a deep cut. I feel extra validated in my choice. I feel extra validated in my choice that I'm like, is this one that somebody has thought of? And I'm glad that you have. Makes me happy to be on the show. <laughs> Quick <laughs> Dustin May story. He got called up last year in the Ringer Fantasy League. I was like ready for this dude. I was ready to get him. I was like, I know when this dude is going to get called up. I had Dodger beat reporter tweet notification set on and everything. And I'm driving home stuck in LA traffic. I get the notification. I'm like, fuck. I look at, I saw it really quickly. And I was like, well, it's actually dangerous for me to like try to add him on my team while driving home in traffic. But I saw the notification. I was like, he'll be there in 20 minutes when I get home. I get home and the Ringer MLB show zone. Michael Bauman has already picked him up. Oh, can I can I get someone? You're you're in LA, right? And so yeah. you're and you seem very aware of Dustin May. Uh, <laughs> do we like him as a like 2020 like actual playing breakout pick? Like that's my he's my I want to. I'm just running this by you before we publish our our actual Yahoo Sports like picks for. I, what did I list him as? I listed him as my like breakout star of the year. How do we feel about that pick? Uh, I I like it. I like he's really good. Um, obviously, like incredible stuff. The thing that like you worry about with the Dodgers is that they have like twenty good pitchers. It's yeah, like right. maybe he, he won't even be in the rotation by the end of August. But we'll see. Like he, they obviously put him in the bullpen last year, and his played stuff. His stuff played up. But 
I like him as a breakout pick. I mean, and that's why it's, it's definitely it's definitely a risky pick for that reason. Like I put like I put that I'm, he's my breakout star because I'm assuming that he is going to get into the rotation. But right, like they could not put him in the rotation, and by like you know three weeks into the season, that's a ridiculous pick. But if he gets in, I'm I'm feeling good about it. But but also, I feel like he has the potential to be kind of one of those like guys who goes both ways a little bit he might do a little like swingman action he yeah. might start a game and then they throw him into the bullpen and yeah. like, like i mean the base, good baseball, twitter goes, <laughs> baseball twitter yeah. goes nuts nuts for that stuff so like you know that's i dustin feel dustin may I feel out of like the bullpen everybody red alert <laughs> dustin may is coming out of the bullpen yeah no well, you i gotta think... say the legs the legs coming <laughs> Sorry, out of legs. The bullpen. <laughs> wow we really got to make this happen the legs is coming out of the bullpen um Hannah Kaiser, thank you so much. This was fantastic. You threw out a bunch of really good names. Uh, you want to let people know where they can find your work, where they can uh, read of your course. writing, watch the Bandwagon, a fantastic video series on Yahoo that it's we bad. love very much here. Yeah, if you enjoy um, audio content and you wish you could see the things that we are talking about, <laughs> let me introduce you to the idea of video content. <laughs> uh, I do a video series. It's called The Bandwagon. We just uh, started season two last week. And you can find it on Yahoo Sports. You can also follow me on Twitter at Hannah R. Kaiser, K-E-Y-S-E-R. Um, and where I'll be trying to make Dustin the Legs may happen all season. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Hannah. You know, a lot of people haven't heard of me uh, because when I got drafted, um, I got drafted uh, so high, I got actually got drafted in the negative first round, okay? <laughs> um, and they, they couldn't figure out the whole money and dollar situation with being drafted as high as I was. So, uh, you know, I ended up just go ahead. I just retired because I clearly I knew that I was going to be too good uh, to make it. So I ended up just retiring right there. And uh, now I'm just, uh, I'm just schooling my nephew right now. You know, that's, that's what we're doing. Uh, Uncle Larry, continued success. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see everybody on Friday. See if it'll let me start video now. Nope. Anyhow, here we are. Hello. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for for being here. Thank you for doing this. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, We're gonna. I'm gonna intro you, but just as a as an FYI. Well, actually, I'll, I'll give you the rundown of who's been taken live on the show so you can see if your person has been taken. Okay. That'll be fun. How many us. have you done? Uh, four, uh, four so far. Oh, so you're... you're fuck. <laughs> Nervous now. Okay, Alex. We are bringing in our next guest. It is Meg Rowley, managing editor of Fangraphs. Great website that you all should subscribe to. Meg, hello. Thank you for coming back to Tipping Pitches. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you. We have now had two guests to this point on this episode. Four picks total. We had Shakia Taylor taking Francisco Lindor. Alex and I. (laughs) You thought Francisco Lindor was going to make it to the fifth pick? I don't know, man. I looked at your guys' draft from last year, and he went shockingly long. He he was like your that is true. Yeah, yeah, he was third. So I tried to get I tried to get cute with it. I tried to get cute with it last year. It didn't work for me. If if (laughs) listeners go back and listen to last year's episode, you will hear nothing but despair and shame on my part. Um, (laughs) Alex and I took Puig second overall. Hannah Kaiser took Andrew McCutcheon, a great choice. And then Alex and I took Tim Anderson. So 
Okay. Meg Rally, you have the fifth overall pick. You are now on the clock. Okay. Um, you have your choice of many, many, many exciting gift players. Wow. Wow. Can I, I, I am shocked by some of the names that are still available to me, candidly. Um, It'd be like that. You know, there's a lot of good guys. You can't go yeah. wrong with some of these. The thing about baseball is that um, it's great fun to watch, um, even sure, if we feel sure very is. strange watching it this year. So uh, can I can I take you, I'm going to, I guess I'll announce my pick and then I might use this as an opportunity to talk about some of the other guys that I considered. Yes, that's abs- fine. Ab- absolutely. That Walk us through your thought process. Okay, so... I, I will announce my pick and then I will tell you who I also considered at this spot and then um, and then we can kind of go from there. So I'm going to take Matt Chapman with my pick. <sighs> wow. Love. Nice yeah. choice. Yeah. So I'll talk about Chapman in a second, but let me tell you the, uh, the other guys that I strongly considered here, um, uh, some of which I think will be obvious uh, why I, I didn't end up going with them and some of them are not. So I, I, I thought about Otani, um, but I'm nervous for Shohei. Um, just because, you know, coming back from the injury, um, I I am curious to see how his newfound swollenness it affects his batting. I worry he's he's gone a bit far. I am concerned he's gone a bit far with his regime and that it might monkey with his um, hitting a bit. I wanted to take him. I will never forget um, his, I believe it was his debut against Oakland uh, where he struck out uh, in order Matt Joyce. Remember when Matt Joyce was was on the ace and Marcus Simeon and Jed Lowry. Remember when Jed Lowry was on the ace? And, and he, he took each of them down. I think two of the three went down swinging on his splitter. Yeah. And Completely it was, unfair. yeah, it was just, uh, it, it was annihilation <laughs> and it was beautiful. And the, the great thing about it was that, uh, the angels, um, camera got, got just like a perfect shot of, of the splitter grip. Yeah. And so it was very satisfying. So I, I thought about Otani, but I'm, I'm nervous about how he will come back from the injury, and I don't think I need to have more invested in Otani than I already do. So I thought about that. I, I strongly considered Juan Soto here. Um, I am not generally a fan of a bunch of of um, you know shifting around and moving and delaying in the box. <laughs> um, I I think that it can be a bit much sometimes. Meg and Rally it, takes down Derek Jeter on tipping pitches. <laughs> yeah, but um, I find Soto's um, sort of routine as he's settling in to be just delightful. It is a lovely contrast because the power in his swing is so easy. And so it's easy to uh, be in awe of that. But also I think that the, there's just this lovely contrast between the work he does getting ready versus <laughs> the ease of, of the power in his swing. So I thought about Soto, um, but I, I settled on Chapman um, for a similar reason that I considered Lindor here, which is that I think that um, when you're, you're drafting for gifability, you want as many things as possible. You want as many gifable moments as you can get. And Chapman, uh, you know, he is he is wonderful to watch as a hitter. Uh, so you're gonna get you're gonna get home runs. You know, you're gonna get you know doubles to the gap. But the defense 
is just, uh, there's something about a, a sparkling defensive play that I think elevates the experience of watching a guy, especially if what you're doing is something that takes place over, you know, a couple of seconds and is therefore gifable because, uh, you know, like Sam Miller has written about how home runs are not, um, necessarily the most enjoyable highlights to watch. Um, and I hard not, to get on camera in a compelling way, you know, like where's the ball yeah. for the first three seconds of the gif. Right, exactly. And so I, I do not fall as far on that end of things as I think Sam does. I think that there are home runs where you are just like, uh, do, do you guys have a lot of swearing on tipping pitches? Yes, we do. You were just like, holy yes. fuck, he, he got all of that. But um, I don't think that they are all that way. Um, and often, yes, the, the camera person will get kind of fooled about where the ball is. Um, and so it's just... Uh, it, it's more satisfying in short form, especially without sound, if you have a ton of defensive highlights and Matt Chapman is nothing if not a fount of defensive highlights. So I'm, I'm selecting uh, a third baseman, Matt Chapman. I, I, I love it. It's just such a wonderful pick. I picked him eighth overall last year. He was not chosen two years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and I said basically a, a, a similar version to what you just said, Meg, and him making the diving plays and, doing stuff that you just can't believe with your eyes and the GIF format provides you the opportunity to repeatedly not believe that with your eyes. Right. Um, and I, I mentioned last year in my blurb, the A's uniforms kind of contribute to the positive oh, sure. giffiness of, yeah. of Matt Chapman, you know, they seeing really him pop. dive around in the yellow in yeah. those beautiful greens. Um, I, I quite like that aspect of it. And I, I think he's kind of, funny boring you know in a, in the in the gift sense where like he's just a really average looking dude for the most part and every once in a while he'll bust out a mustache which yeah, kind of contributes to the gift yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and i especially like that now matt chapman has been chosen two straight years and he has not been chosen by alex who is a literally diehard A's fan and um loves matt chapman like it's it's his own son or brother or whatever <laughs> we're calling players that we like these days yeah, I also thought about uh, I thought about uh, Luis Castillo here. I thought mm, about we had we had him on our list. Yeah, yeah. I thought about Michael Lorenzen, although um, given some of the the bat, the changes in the batter's face rules, he'll be a little less fun potentially because you won't have the the, the switching. Um, although, have you have you guys gotten a look at Michael Lorenzen lately? Uh, we've we've gotten quite a few Michael looks. Lorenzen's arms. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> What's going on there? What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like maybe he linked up with Yandi in the off season. It was just like it's forearms club time, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whatever so, Yoenis Cespedes does with his legs, Michael Lorenzen's like, I want that for my arms. Yeah. Uh, I thought about Chris Paddock, um, but I think some of the things that that add to the gifability of Paddock happen off the field, and I don't know how likely we are to see. Like, is he going to do the cowboy thing again this year? I don't know. Without people there, who's to say? So, <laughs> uh, so I, I thought through a couple of pitchers. I think pitchers are harder um, from a gifability perspective. Um, they are less accessible from a gifability perspective unless they have pitches that really just move in a tremendously funky way. So, because um, you know, speed, speed on a gif. I don't know how well that always translates. 
Yeah, you're just yeah. seeing one pitch. So you, you need the Noah Syndergaard kind of black magic sinker element yeah. if you want to choose a pitcher. And there, yeah, are, like, there the, are like plenty. the Trinan like yeah, yeah thing exactly. that just like dives three feet out of the zone. Yeah, and like Castillo's changeup is is such is that, that yeah. I. I I really considered him here just on the strength of the changeup, um, but I think that there's just uh, you're you're likely to get a wider swath of of gifts with uh, with a position player and certainly one that is not only um, sort of formidable at the plate but in the field and so Chapman it is. Yeah, they're definitely defensive highlights are the most like eminently rewatchable. Like Nolan, Nolan Arenado will come across my timeline and I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing for the next 10 minutes of my right. life. And that's just watching the same gif over and over and over again. Right. Or like this is, <laughs> this was one of the reasons why this was like one of the tertiary benefits of, um, the, the Padres not monkeying around with Tatis's service time is that you know, he shifted Manny Machado back to his natural position. And then we just got to watch Manny Machado do Manny Machado things. And it was yeah. delightful. Freaking cool. Freaking cool stuff, man. Freaking cool stuff. See, this is what <laughs> happens when you don't monkey with service time. Everyone has more fun. Yes, exactly. Abs- exactly. Absolutely. People should tell the owners that if they don't monkey with service time, we'll get better gifts. I think yeah. I think that, you know, I think that might, might finally I, win them over. We just yeah, found you- the silver bullet, everyone. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's very good. Um, Alex, are you ready to make our pick? Yeah, I think uh, I think let's let's oh, do I it. Wanna, I want I just remember what I want to say before we get to our pick. I tell this story every year on the tipping pitches all gift draft. And I kind of make fun of Alex, but really I'm admiring Alex for who he is at his core. Uh, the defensive highlights element of this is one that is very important to me, and I know is important to Alex because when we were in college, we were producing <laughs> when we were producing our student newspaper um, and we would be waiting for stories to come in late into the night, sometimes two, 3 AM waiting for the paper to get laid out and everything. Alex and I would have nothing to do. So we'd just be sitting around and Alex would pull up the same Andrelton Simmons, 15 minute highlight video, the same Manny Machado, 13 minute highlight video, the same Matt Chapman, Arenado, all of that, and just watch it on repeat. And so that's like effectively what you're getting. If you choose someone like Matt Chapman. So Meg, you've, you've done tipping pitches proud with this choice. I'm I'm glad to hear that, although I am devastated to hear that Matt Chapman in college could occur in the same sentence for the two of you. <laughs> we won't dwell on that, but uh, I want you to know that that's what stuck out in that sentence to me personally. <laughs> okay, Alex, let's do it. Uh, we are now up to the sixth overall pick. Meg, you mentioned him. We are going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Ah, terrific. Yeah. I quite love him. We spent much of last year uh, fawning over him as a player as a person, as a handsome gentleman himself. Um, <laughs> sure. And I think we've had a lot of face of baseball conversations in roundabout ways and direct ways. And with the first overall pick, Shakia took um, Francisco Lindor. And the other person that came up when, she, when, we, when Alex mentioned that he is like the face of baseball to people who pay attention and care is Fernando Tatis Jr. And... I, we're getting a little bit of everything, like you mentioned with Chapman. He plays defense in in an incredible and flashy way. He's a big, strong dude who's going to hit home runs. He plays up the middle. Um, he's obviously really handsome. He has like a personality in terms of how he looks with the way that he wears his jersey, the buttons down low to the middle of his chest, and um, different necklaces and the sunglasses and everything, and the hat kind of halfway off of his head because of his hair, like. It's a lot of opportunity for the hat or the helmet to fall off his head and his hair to fly around as he's sliding into a base, legging out a triple. 
like we have a lot of opportunity here for Fernando Tatis Jr. and he's a favorite of ours. So, Alex, did I miss anything about our boy? Uh, no, I don't think so. But other than I that, also... he's like going to be MVP this year. Maybe like he's unbelievable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I also think he has a lot of room for uh for growth. You know, as as far as like gifability goes, like it seems like he's the kind of player who uh, who maybe Machado can uh, he can learn some things from Machado as far as like what makes a great gif. You know, maybe we get some sneers a little bit. Uh, maybe we get a little bit of get a little bit of attitude in some of the gifts or something like that. You know, like I think that um, he is he's certainly the type of player that like all his teammates go to bat for like obviously like who literally had teammates going to the gm and say he's going to be on the opening day roster right so like um there's clearly something special there with him and he's so young i mean he's mm, two two years younger than i am which is insane uh i know how uh, meg felt five minutes ago (laughs) it's fine okay i don't pay i don't pay extra to rent a car it's okay Your benefits. <laughs> I I remember like a like a year or two ago, I like tweeted out something that was like, "Wow, he's an extremely beautiful human being." And someone was like, "Yeah, he's a teenager." And I'm like, "Wow, is it almost like weird that I just said that? Like, is it? Are we?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, um, but but yes, he's he's absolutely like just a. A budding star, and I think he's gonna he's gonna do so much more in the coming years. He is a budding star, and I love Tatis. and And so it pains me to say what I'm about to. I would be okay with him surrendering a bit of his gifability, particularly in the field, if it means that he is able to stay healthy longer. Because yeah. I think that you know. Take it for what it is. It's 84 games of sample defensive metric, public facing defensive metrics are always kind of, you know, wooly no matter what. So, but he did not grade out as a, as a plus fielder uh, last year and he made those incredible plays, but he also, I think had some sort of easier shots that he uh, missed. And so I, I love the great Tatis defensive plays, um, but I do think that they lead to some wear and tear on his body and they might impact, impact his sort of overall defensive capability. So I wouldn't mind if we got a few fewer of them, just a couple, just a few fewer, um, if it meant that he was able to stay healthy and on the field for a full season because um, we we enjoy him so much and we would like to have him be um, you know, an MVP candidate for years to come in yeah. seasons that last longer than 60 games. So He's a big dude too. Like yeah. diving around like that, there's limbs going every direction, and yeah, there's a lot of impact. Like I was reading uh, Bauman's MLB t- all MLB TV team before this to prepare and make sure that I wasn't missing any guys, and he was kind of saying that like Tatis looks like he could play outside linebacker for yeah. an NFL team, and yeah, he does. When you're diving around like that at a middle position, and the ball's getting hit to you, and you're immediately reacting, it's a lot of impact. So you're right, Meg. Um, I I hope that he stays very very healthy and plays all 60 games and all however many games he wants to play in future years. He's incredible he's incredibly talented and so I have every confidence that he uh can find that right singular balance between uh, uh gifability and uh longevity. I have nothing but confidence in Fernando Tatis Jr. so if anyone can do it it's him. Well, and like you said, Greg, like he's playing 
alongside um the the one and only manny machado so it's like you know you don't need a range that far to your right <laughs> like there's going to be someone to cover you if you don't get it yeah incredible stuff meg rally thank you so much for joining us again on tipping pitches and we really appreciate your time we really appreciate your pick a fantastic pick do you want to let people know what's the best way to see you listen to you read your stuff or support fangraphs I would love to do that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, all of my work is at Fangraphs these days. You can hear me uh, pretty regularly on Effectively Wild with Ben Lindbergh. Uh, we are going to see, we are recording this on a Sunday tomorrow. Um, the pitching half of our positional power rankings at Fangraphs kick off with the starters. So be sure to check that out as you're reminding yourself who had Tommy John um, before opening day later next week. Uh, and if you like our work and want to support the site, um, I hope that folks will consider an ad-free membership to Fangraphs if they're able. I think it's uh, it's definitely the best way to support the site, but it's also the best way to experience the site. Uh, it, it is noticeably faster, um, especially for things like our leaderboards or the board where all of our prospect stuff is housed. So uh, it helps us out uh, in what is a difficult time for sports media right now, and it will enhance your experience of the site. So if you're in a position to do so, uh, it's just 50 bucks a year, but it makes a big difference to us. So uh, we really appreciate everyone's uh, kindness and support over the last couple months and as the season gets going. Perfect. Thank you so much, Meg. Thanks, Meg. doesn't think so but Matt Chapman playing deep with a couple of strikes okay Alex our final two guests the tipping barbecue barbecuing pitches I don't know we're gonna have to keep workshopping that it is Jake Vincent Jordan Schusterman <laughs> Obsessed with his family barbecue and baseball barbecue on the Ringer Podcast Network. Hello, gentlemen. Bobby, it is so good to be here, to be welcomed by you. I don't have to call you into the podcast. <laughs> this is an honor. I'm glad we're finally here on Tipping Pitches. This is a long time coming. It sure is. Uh, we were discussing that before the, the podcast started, but, uh, you know, a backyard baseball connection for the ages here. Jake, you can talk now. I know. I'm, I'm just picking my spots. Four is a lot of people. It's a lot of white dudes on one podcast, so I'm trying to sit back a little bit. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, we are going to give you the honor of picking before us. We're going to roll out the red carpet for our guests, as we do for everybody. But I want to run down who's been taken so far. We, yeah, we had to cross these names off of our list. Yeah, we, and, yes. and, yeah. There's going to be a few. <laughs> Bobby, how how many? Again, can you just tell us? Jordan still doesn't understand the rules. Like I don't know how many times <laughs> I need to explain it to him over I, text message. But so Jordan, gonna, Jordan, there are four bases. There are, I don't. I don't need to the right. Jake, don't need three Jake strikes. Right you're out. J- Bobby is the host, and this is his draft. And I like drafts a lot. I know you don't like baseball drafts, Bobby, but I do. So I just want to make sure that. I'm I'm within the rule book here. Okay, I'm not trying to get you know penalized. Jordan, don't go over slot. All right, exactly. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> uh, the rules are very simple. You draft a player that is most likely to produce the most high quality gifts. A a moving 
photo, a moving, moving. repeating video. Okay. GIF, 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 not GIF. GIF, GIF not, not GIF. GIF. Yep. In the 2020 baseball season. Now you can Amazing. use old GIFs to inform your choices. Okay. You can okay. send us as many old GIFs as you would like on That's Twitter fine. or Slack or text message, or you can email them to me if you'd like, or you can just tweet them on the timeline and I'll find them. Right. And we will include them in the blog post and the write-up of this very podcast that we're doing right now and the write-up of this draft. And that's it. That's your goal. You don't need to fill any positions. You don't need to draft from the AL versus the NL. Nothing. Great. But AL the point Keeper is, League. Yes, but Jay, and Jake and I represent uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue, you know, LLC, organization, whatever. We are drafting together. We are a joint front office, correct? Mm. Yes, you're a joint correct. front office. Yes, However, you are drafting into the larger pool of the Tipping Pitches guest lineup that has already Understood. been on this podcast. You guys are last. Understood. All right, great. great. Okay, so we've had. So this is like at the end of the MLB draft where they're like, it's like the 38th round. They're like, uh, does anybody uh, have anybody they like? Uh, like the area scout from Oklahoma is like, ah, uh, yeah, I saw a guy for 92. Like, Except there's like 75 yeah, so players that you could reasonably choose right now. That's, yeah, that's and there the have problem. been six that have been picked so far. Okay. So yeah, like you're exactly. probably okay. Okay. You'll, you guys will be fine. I, I have confidence in you guys going last. That's why All I put right. you last. Great. All right. Shakia Taylor. First overall pick, Francisco Lindor. Very on brand for Shakia. Very on brand. And Correct a very good selection. choice. Correct selection. Yeah. Tipping pitches, number two overall, Yasiel Puig. Uh, mm. Speaking of on brand things, he is our logo. True. We've already had the discussion about him not being on a team yet, Jake. Don't make that face. Jake, yeah, Jake's a little skeptical over here. <laughs> you, you must have been um, thrilled to have him fall to two. I mean, that's... Like, even with Shakia's pick being good, you must have been going crazy to have Puig fall to you guys, right? Puig has been not, he's, not on our board. He has been the first... Over, that's why we're us and you're you. He <laughs> has been the first overall pick in the last two years, in 2018 and 2019. So, to fall to two, it's it's a knock on yeah. him, but it's okay. No, Puig's still on my board. Totally good pick. Go ahead. We love Puig very much. As as listeners know, he's literally our logo. Uh, okay, Hannah Kaiser, third overall pick. Andrew McCutcheon. She oh, scooped him from us. We wanted him pick. We wanted him great bad. Yeah, we, were, we were expecting him to follow us at four and didn't didn't happen. Uh okay, I'll run through these next ones. Tipping pitches chose Tim Anderson, number yep. four. Uh Meg Rally chose Matt Chapman for his defensive wizardry and his his five tool gif ability. He can do a lot of stuff on the baseball field. And then uh we just recently, number six overall, chose Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. So that is who is off the board. Please cross those off accordingly. And with the seventh overall pick, Cespedes Family Barbecue, the joint LLC front office is on the board. On I the mean, clock, I should say. Okay. So we, we get two picks, right? One for each of us? Yeah, but you don't get to take them at concurrently. I know. You pick, we pick, you pick. I know, I know. And we're fine. Jordan, we're on the same page here. Yes. But I will say, if they snipe our second pick, which would be the, the upset of the century, <laughs> we are going to totally freak out. But yes, Jake, go ahead. As, as they took Puig. I mean, yeah, we're going to take Joannis. even more like, obvious. What, <laughs> what the hell do you want? <laughs> Duh, we take Joannis Cespedes, outfielder, New York Mets. DH, New York Mets. DH. Okay. Um, <laughs> talk about him. Talk uh, about him. Let's hear okay, it. Okay, so we don't have to rehash why we named our you know, entire enterprise uh, after him, but the reality is, is in the same way uh, that that Puig can can create a lot uh, in in even a short amount of time. Ioannis has supplied us with so many unbelievable moments on and off the field in ways that can only be described. Um, in it, they, they can't be described because he has given us situations and 
and GIFs and, and images and facial expressions that you would never imagine happening. First right. thing that comes to mind is, uh, uh, I guess this is an Asdrubal Cabrera GIF, but Asdrubal Cabrera picking up <laughs> the diamonds that shattered all over the infield <laughs> when his, his multi-thousand dollar chain exploded upon sliding into second base. And um, Ioannis, the, the, the important thing there is that Ioannis left the diamonds. Yes. I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, I'll get another one. I'll get another one. Um, but I mean, Jake, do you talk a little about yo? I can talk a little bit about what what it, what makes yeah. a baseball player uh, of a high valuable pick in the all gift draft. I mean, I, he I, just know, I thought about this. He just does. He has done things and will continue to do things, good and bad, that we have never seen people do on baseball fields before. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether it is the throw from the left field corner against Anaheim or making a huge error on the first play of the World Series. Come on, right? Man. Like, I'm just saying, like, we love you, Ennis, but there's there's good and there's bad. And like, you hear that Jake trying to curry favor with Alex by bringing up a positive highlight from when he was on the A's <laughs> and a negative highlight from when he was on the Mets. Just saying. It's layers to this right now. Uh, yeah. Like, I think if we we had to pick it, right. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is that he he is like. He is so compelling. And the mystery that is kind of surrounded his last two years with all the injuries has built up this aura around him heading into this year where like, can he run? Can he walk? Who knows? <laughs> He's very frequently smiling. He does a lot of very good facial expressions that are very gifable as well. Right. Which I think is a very important feature for gifability. Yes. And I, I was going to bring that up too, is because of course I, I understand Meg's pick. You want a player that is going to wow you on both sides of the ball and and can do, you know, things that you've never seen before. But but the reaction, you know, the, the 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 facial expressions is big, and I think for for Yo, another big element of this is, and this was tough when I was kind of putting my personal board together, is that we're gonna have a lot of masks this year, right? And so those could potentially be hampering the extent to which facial expressions come in and what kind of gifts we're getting. But Yoannis has the best eyebrows in baseball, and those will not be covered up uh, by the mask. And so wow. I trust that that will be able to kind of Jeez. carry his, even if his, you know, iconic tiny soul patch is maybe covered up uh, when he's on the bench with the mask, or if not, like I still trust that he'll be able to make enough expressions with this top half of his face that will also be getting some value there. That's the kind of analysis that we bring someone literally named Cespedes Family Barbecue on for the eyebrow with iconic yeah. eyebrows. Alex, do you want to talk about Yo? Do you want to wax poetic about him for a little while? Are you sad that we didn't get him? He hasn't been taken in either of the first two all gift drafts. I hate to. Oh, I wonder why. Well, I hate well, to say that to you Well, hold on. What guys. years were those done in? Because <laughs> 18 and 19. It's not like you would do if you were doing that in 2015. I think it might be a little different. I think yeah. you're right. I don't yeah. think Yoannis Cespedes has played in a baseball game since you guys graduated college. That's. A, I mean, that's a reasonable guess. It's like really if, close. If you're rounding, yeah. No, I don't think he has. I don't, I don't think, think he has. has. So there you it go. It was a two-year anniversary this week, and we graduated in 2018, so in May. Yeah. He's played one game in July. That was his well, last game. One game since you graduated. And he homered in it. And he homered in it, yes. He sure did. His, and the, the legend precedes him. I mean, seriously, like when he was called up in, or called up, when he made his debut in 2012 with the A's, I mean, that was just like, I feel like that was, at least for me, um, one of the most, I think, hyped international players to come over like in my formative uh or just in my like recent years of being able to know about baseball generally beyond he hit good he pitched good um <laughs> i feel like cespedes made such a sla- such a splash and like actually 
uh, stayed on in a way that a guy like um, like Viciedo did not. Like mm. great player, great Cuban player who lasted like a year and then uh, and then disappeared. Um, but Cespedes was just like so imminently fun to watch. Legs like tree trunks. Um, and yeah, you you have absolutely no idea what what he's going to do next. We'll absolutely botch a, botch a play and then make up for it in the 100% best way possible. And, you know, you talk about the beginning. Like when he first showed up, what we knew about him was basically like firsthand accounts from international tournaments from scouts, the video that we named our website after when we were 17, and like 10 games in the Dominican Winter League. And like that yeah. was it, right? And now in this age of baseball that we are in with, you know, where everyone's got a camera phone now, like that's more same than kind that. Everybody vibe. has like a rap soto yeah. on them from Everyone when has like a rap soto now. Yeah. You know, like we knew about Luis Robert right away. Well, and then I know he was a little bit older, but like he didn't go to the minors, right? Like we've had like Moncada, we've seen go to the minors. Yeah. I guess Abreu was another guy who came over and was just immediately awesome in the big leagues. Um, but yeah, and then there's so many just weird elements to the beginning. Like his major league debut was in Japan. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. what? And yeah. against the Mariners and hitting homers against the, you know, shitty Mariners relievers um, in Japan. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, there's just so many weird things. It's been a crazy journey. But yeah, we have to I, I remember when he stole bases. That I, I mean, know. that feels like it's like almost a decade ago now. But yeah, like, totally he did I, that. He stole bases on the career. Mets a little bit, like when they needed him to. He stole a couple of bases in 2015 in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, literally a couple. The key to stealing bases is to not have calcified heels. That's a tip. Yeah. <laughs> to not need double heel surgery and then accidentally like shatter your whole leg by via bore attack. That's yeah. what Ricky Henderson teaches to, <laughs> to pupils. <laughs> Ricky Henderson's masterclass is just like, don't, don't fall break in your holes. heels. <laughs> don't Ricky, fall in holes. Yeah. Ricky, how'd you steal all those bases? Well, listen, first step. <laughs> Not into a hole because yeah, of stay away from horses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, great pick, on brand pick. Everybody is being as on brand as they possibly can be, and that's that's all we ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, I'm going to throw to you for our choice. This is the eighth overall pick in the Tipping Pitches 2020 All Gift Draft. Take it away. Yeah, and I'm wondering if there will be an upset here, uh, but uh, but we're going to go with the the player mentioned about four seconds ago. And that's uh, and that's Luis Robert. Okay, Good pick. I Good predicted pick. that you guys were going to go Luis Robert, then you ended Cespedes because you assumed <laughs> that we wouldn't take Cespedes. No. But no. Robert, Robert was on our board. Mm-hmm. I should say I added him uh, today after what he did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's it right there. That is yes. the explanation. You know, like I, I Alex, I'm going to let you go in full depth about why we are choosing Luis Robert. But what Jake just said right there is the most concise way that you can possibly explain why he would be chosen in in uh, a silly exercise like this. It's because he hit a home run in a sim game when he was falling over. And what he did yesterday is not as exciting as what he's going to do today, which is not as exciting as what he's going to do tomorrow. Yes, that's absolutely well put. I mean, another guy who's like legend precedes him, right? Well, like when when his name first started being floating about, there were like scouting reports that said he's the best player uh, like on planet Earth right now. And this is when Mike Trout was a human. So, um, so you know, like he's got he's got something to live up to there. But like, it's hard to even say more than that, right? It's like we have absolutely zero idea what he's going to do. Like he could be terrible this year. I mean, he's not going to be, 
but like he's already putting on his own like home run derbies, you know, in batting practice in sim games. Um, and I mean, he's got a, he's got his cannon for an arm. Like he's gonna, he's gonna do a ton. Um, I actually and, feel like the outfield assist is, has been underrepresented in our drafts in yeah, the last couple absolutely. of years. Like we've taken JBJ, we've taken Mookie, and those outfield plays, like the rangy ones, robbing home runs. We've taken Buxton a couple times. Um, but like the outfield assist, it's a good gift because if you get the right camera angle where it's like you can see the entire flight of the ball, that that's a winner right there. When Not you that said that's why JB, we should take. When you said JB, I thought you were going to see JB Shuck, and I almost like. <laughs> lost it uh no we are you don't you don't sit around watching jb shuck highlights all afternoon long because i do i wish we're no we're much more mainstream than jb shuck here on tipping pitches alex anything else you want to add about Luis robert uh no i'm happy to to kick it over to you i mean i think i i think i've said like unpredictability is an exciting part like you guys talked about it with cespedes and not knowing what he's going to be is an exciting element to take him later in the draft. Like we've gotten all of our key guys off of the board already. Obviously we, we cleared house for Shakia to take Lindor. Who's been a very popular pick for us in the last couple of years. And a guy who we talk about as the face of baseball. And I am personally really in love with Fernando Tatis jr. So we were able to snag him, but having someone who I just have not watched face major league pitching for an entire season. It's like, what the hell could happen? I don't know. And we've already gotten Tim Anderson. So now we have two teammates there. They can create gifts together. It's like a little mm. boost, you know, like a little oh, gift man. team boost going on there. I don't know. It's it's a nice dovetail for our team as we close in in the later rounds here. I think you can also just take like the White Sox lineup just like top to bottom. Like like Mankata was mentioned before as well. Like Like that is just stacked with dudes who are going to do like unspeakable things. If we're sticking strictly, you know, between the lines, shit that's going to happen in games, having Lou Bob and Tatis Jr. is about as good as it gets. Um, I will also say this about Luis Robert. He could be the most attractive baseball player. He is so handsome. He is so good looking. And like, I I think that's being overlooked. And I just want to really hammer home that not only is Luis Robert incredibly good at baseball he is a fucking smoke show dude everybody on our everybody who's been taken off the board so far incredibly handsome it shows like you know you can be shallow and have depth from time to time (laughs) well said well said okay uh so that was pick number eight jake and jordan you have the floor this is the final guest pick pick number nine what's up now let's just start and say like we we put a lot of thought into this and we did not end up where we thought we would there are a lot of guys left on the board who are incredibly draftable. Acuna, Soto, Baez, all there. Stroman, as far as pitchers go, like an elite, gifable pitcher. Vado. These are all guys we had on our list. But after a lot of deliberation, we are going to pass on all of them, and we are going to take G-Man Choi, Tampa Bay Rays, <laughs> nice. first baseman. Oh, Beautiful man. Pick. The brand is strong. So our thought here with Choi is, listen, we know that if we have the opportunity here, sometimes you just have to go with who you believe truly has the highest ceiling, who who could give you the gift of the season, right? And G-Man has shown in a limited sample size at the major league level, especially the last year and a half or so when he actually been a good major league hitter, 
He can he can deliver some gifts. And as far as personality goes, he checks so many boxes. He's on an extremely fun team. He checks the undeniable box that people like gifts of guys that are bigger than normal baseball players. That's just a fact. You know, we considered Williams Astadio. People probably would still be drafting Bartolo if he was still around. There's they, Alex drafted that. Bartolo in 2018 when he started the season in the minors. <laughs> there you go. It's a good there pick. You go. So so he he checks so many boxes and like he's gonna be a big part of a raised team that we think is gonna be pretty good. So well, we love not only him. that uh, a raised team that's gonna be good, but a raised team filled a good raised team filled with players that are not famous. Other than Blake Snell, like this team is a lot of guys who you don't think about a lot. And I think G-Man could rise to the top of that group. I will also say he is a 6'1", 250-pound first baseman who can do the full splits. And, like, (laughs) that's unbelievable. Like, yeah, he's a bigger dude, but he's nimble and he moves, like, shockingly well for someone his size. And if you go to the Google machine or Bing, whatever your preference is, and you type no in ads. I love that. Just name them all. Yahoo yeah. search. <laughs> ask if you are going to ask ask.com. Um, if you search Gman Choi GIF, there are like at least five a well above average GIFs. There's one of him celebrating a homer with like a like a lawnmower pull celebration. There's multiple of him dancing on the field. There's some handshakes, but the one that I would like to single out quickly, and I, I would like for you to include this in the in the post, is a gif of him screaming uh, into the camera. <laughs> I believe that most <laughs> gifs and videos of athletes acting excited that are like shot during media day often come across as unbelievably phony, where they're not actually like p- excited or pumping their fist. This gif of G-Man Choi is horrifying. Because he is buying in to the yelling in a way that I've never seen an athlete do before. And I think that captures G-Man Choi's essence where it's like, he's having a good time. He's not taking things too seriously. And he just loves baseball. And so that's why we've picked him. Wonderful pick. Alex, I know you're a big G-Man fan. Do you want to uh, grade their pick real quick? I I mean, that's an A-plus pick, obviously. I mean, I, I think I had him like on my fantasy baseball team for some reason for like the first month. Uh, of last year. And I don't know how like Yahoo's projection system, uh, works, but he hit like, you know, 315 at bats or something in April. Very few plate appearances. Um, and Yahoo projected that he was going to hit like 300 with 45 home runs and like 150 <laughs> RBIs for the rest of the year. And I was I like, I think their projection I, just works like they average it out like for the rest of the exactly. year. They just, and I was like, I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, I'll get his name tattooed on my back. Uh, but, but yes, I think you guys said it all. I mean, the, the iconic gif is the one of him hitting the walk off home run and then halfway down the line, just doing the like fist pump to the, freaking sky yeah. like he's just so stoked i think we need more of that like a little more uh like celebration like in the moment you know like stop what you're doing take a second and admire i also think for him he offers a lot of versatility as far as gifts go a lot of the other people we had on our list have the intensity side down like stroman has the fist pumps right and he has the shimmies and he has all that but if you're talking like dancing in the dugout there's a gif of him eating a whole banana in the dugout during a game right i think that is something that he offers that you don't see with the biases yeah your fave could never yeah 
So your favorite much. player can never eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, no, but I, I agree with Jake because like he is he he can be like crazy ratcheted up intense and then be one of the silliest goofiest players in the league, and that is can't pass that up. I think the the best part about G Man is that he does all this, but like Jake said, he's not an all star. He's not like a superstar, but he's still doing this, and that's what we need, right? That's what we ask for. So it's like it's one thing to ask for Mike Trout to bat flip. Like it's one thing to ask for Mike Trout to dance when he's rounding third. Like it probably doesn't matter either way. Mike Trout's impact on the game is that he's Mike Trout. Like he's the best player maybe ever to play baseball. But like if a groundswell of players who are on G-Man Choi's level of production and talent start to behave like G-Man Choi, then it's like, okay, baseball is revolutionized. Baseball has changed. Right. And that is a nice piece of representation rounding out the guest team here to choose someone like that who is not a Baez level where he's like literally an NL MVP. Right. And it's, it's, I think a lot of players that are on the G Menchoy level of production don't want to act overtly joyful because they, they don't want to get a fastball in the rib cage. Well, they don't want to get a fastball in the rib cage and they, in their minds, like, oh, I haven't reached it yet. I haven't deserved that yet. Right. Which is stupid. That doesn't necessarily make sense, but it exists, right? Like people as good as G Menchoy don't, always act like G-Man Choi. And so I think we should clone G-Man Choi. Every team gets one. I would also <laughs> say my my last point on this is in terms of GIF production efficiency, like Javier Baez has a lot of amazing GIFs of him because one, he's an amazing player, but also the camera's just on him a lot, right? The, cam- the TV cameras are going to put the camera on Javier Baez, which just gives us more opportunity to have Javier Baez GIFs. Whereas like, G-Man, he makes the most of when the camera's on him. And that is also something uh, something that just uh, just catapulted him to our, our two-man team of Johannes Cespedes and G-Man Joy, <laughs> one of the, the all-time uh, duos. Uh, <laughs> you know, an odd couple if we've ever seen one. But we're, yeah, we're here you for You have it. to put He's- them right up there with Mantle and Maris. I mean, G-Man and Cespedes, it's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. Um, okay. All right, Bobby. I, should we round this out? I think yeah, we I should wanna, round this out. We can be here for your last pick, right? I mean, I want to. I want to hear of this. Course. No, Please. it's a fucking no. Get out of the Zoom. <laughs> Goodbye. No, of course you can be here for our last pick. Um, we thought a lot about this as well. Obviously, this is our silly thing that we do here, and I I made a long list of about fifty five names of guys that I would be happy to have on my team, but. Like we said about some of the the superstars that Alex and I have chosen in the past two years, like Baez and um, those kind of guys. Like obviously, Baez is iconic. Just his slides alone warrant being on this type of thing. Like if we had twenty picks to work with here, but we don't. And Alex and I felt strongly about having a pitcher on our team, which we don't have yet. And you know, I love Otani. I just ordered an Otani jersey for my dog, which is a ridiculous thing to say out loud, but I'm excited about it. And I love Luis Castillo is another guy we named. Even Diego Castillo is someone that I threw out there on my long list because like, what is the ball doing when he throws it? But ultimately, we decided to land on Max Scherzer in the final overall pick for the gift draft because Max Scherzer is nuts, dude. That guy <laughs> is a killer. Like the fact what he's going to do. His pitches obviously are worthy of gifts. If you're a pitching ninja dude, like if you're a pitching ninja stan, or if you follow Pitchers Nation Nation on Twitter, Scherzer is going to be in your life a lot. 
but he is all over weird baseball Twitter too. You might get a gif of him lifting his his hat up and you don't know which direction his hair is going. You don't even know if it looks like his hair is even connected to his head anymore. Him cursing under his breath, him him muttering incantations to himself as he delivers the ball, all of the the lip reading that we're going to be able to do with the way that people are talking shit this year and how there's no fans in the stands and we're not going to get audio in our gifts, but we can we can get there. Um Mad Max one of our favorite players to talk about here on Tipping Pitches and one of the most gifable, deliverable dudes out there in the game right now. Max Scherzer, come on Tipping Pitches. <laughs> uh, a I common think refrain. A, I think that is a great selection. Uh, now, yesterday in his exhibition game against the Phillies, he got smashed. Gave up homer to Bryce, gave up homer to Didi. But I, the reason I bring this up is because afterwards... They asked him, they're like, all right, like you just got crushed. And he was like, I got beat around a little bit, but that's good. He's like, you got to work out of these things because he's a psycho. Like, he's like, yes. Like, he's like kick the I wasn't shit out good of me. enough. Like, I'm, Please hit I home runs this. off me. Right. Like, I, I need to learn how to deal with this. Like, I'm, I'm fucking crazy. It's like, you know? what do you mean, Max? You literally just won the World Series pitching with a broken back. Like, yeah. I think you get it. <laughs> right. Like, and the fact that, like, he is still. I mean, all you can say is about all the Nationals, but him especially, right? It's just like, dude, you're good. You did it, man. You're there. And here he is in an empty stadium, you know, grunting like Serena Williams and giving up bombs to Bryce Harper of all people. And he's like, yes, like, I need this. This Fuck me up. This. Fuck yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah. And like, that is amazing. And like, is so in, and you're so right. And in terms of the like, no audio and gifts, like, I think it will help the fact that we will actually hear things and yes, people will just yeah. make gifts of it anyway. Because, my favorite gift, uh, yeah. my favorite baseball gift of all time is the one from 2018 when Alex chose Max Scherzer and he chose the one of him. It's like a very tight shot in his face and he's winding up and he's muttering, God only knows what, but then somebody actually went in and captioned it with what they thought he was saying. And it's like, motherfucker, kill this motherfucker. It's like so fun. <laughs> So good. I um, thought you were gonna. It's do also great the, because he's such a nice human being. I he's know, such like a rational human being off the mound, and I think that it really hammers home like pitchers, especially, are playing characters a lot of the time when they're on the mound. They're like acting out a persona that they need to be successful, and no one embodies that more than like this psycho. <laughs> yeah, he he's it's entertainment. He, right. he like gets that. He's like, I'm going to put on a fucking show for these. I'm going to, when my manager comes to take me out of the game, I'm going to say no fucking way. See, I don't Absolutely think it's a show. Not. I don't think it's a show though. I, <laughs> yes, I think yeah. it's a mech, like, a, I think it's like a defense mechanism, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, if I'm like a completely irrational wild card, like no one's going to want to face me. Right? Max Scherzer said fight or flight constantly. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking of that. I was thinking of the like the shaking you know, off, the, yeah, the stay there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I guess was that him? I know there's been a few pictures of that, but the, the the famous one where he's like cursing his major. That's fucking Matt Williams, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, like, which is so funny. Writers back because now you know he's with the Kia Tigers, but um, yeah, very funny, amazing. There's so many great chosen ones. So excellent selection. Okay, yeah, rounding it up here. Any other guys? That honorable you feel like you haven't mentioned board. yet. Honorable mentions s- that you can just throw out really quickly because we're now yep. pushing very long on this podcast. We're gonna we're gonna sign them for twenty thousand uh, dollars undrafted. So it's mm-hmm. actually a great deal for us. 
Um, other guys that I had that I definitely uh, would have included, Kike Hernandez is delightful just in terms of personalities. He gives a lot of fun stuff. Miguel Cabrera, we should not forget about him as irrelevant as the Tigers are now. He's given us some amazing gifts over the years. And if he's healthy and in a good mood, he is top of the line. Obviously, Votto. And another sleeper one that I wanted to mention is Marcelo Zuna, who gave us the defensive gif of the year last year in the like Raul Ibanez category of, oh my God, I can't stop watching this defensive blunder gif. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, who unfortunately will probably, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see with Puig, might be DHing more this year, but that's another pick. Jake, any others you wanted to mention? Yeah, I mean, there are Mets like Stroman, McNeil, and Pete are all very draftable guys on this list. I did a lot of thinking about which Orioles could be on this list as an Orioles fan. Uh, I'm so I, surprised Jordan didn't drop into this and just be like, Kellenic first pick. No, no Jordan's no, like no. Kyle Seeger. Kyle Seeger <laughs> has an Kyle argument Seager. for the least gifable good I, baseball no, player. No, no, no. Disagree. <laughs> I seriously disagree. Obviously, I wasn't going to pick him, but no. No, that's not fair. He makes weird faces at the very. He does end. make as weird. a ba- as a baseball player, yes. But he and he's, oh, he does the he does the Spanish animal names too. He's also shockingly bald. Like, <laughs> yes, really bald. Okay, who's the uh, Oriole? The Mariner, I would actually. The, <laughs> Adam Jones. The, the Mariner, I would actually pick is D. Gordon, who gives a lot of wonderful yeah. gifts. He's yeah, he was great. on Alex's team last year. The Oriole I would actually pick would be Jose Iglesias, who is not the best defensive shortstop in baseball, but is certainly the coolest. Like, he does things with his glove that, like, I can't ever think of doing. Yeah, this was such a hard. It was such a hard draft this year because there's so yeah. many guys, and we've like no bias, no bias, no Vlad Junior, which no, like feels like low hanging fruit. No, yeah, well, in, in terms of shortstops playing defense, no Anderson Simmons. Look, a lot of lot of talented gift makers out there. They're just gonna have to go back to school and hopefully no Ronald Acuna Junior. Absolutely yeah, no yeah. respect to the maybe best player in the or game. Albies. Yes. You know, uh, if Ronald Acuna just respected the game of baseball a little more, I maybe would have drafted yeah. him as gifable. Agreed. <laughs> right. That was all right. Our- Thank you to John Smoltz. Thank you to Jordan Schusterman. <laughs> uh, this has been the Tipping Pitches All Gift Draft 2020. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you. I will give you now the option to plug where people can listen and read and follow you. Uh, baseball Barbecue Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, produced by some bum named Bobby Wagner. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cespedes Barbecue on Twitter and Instagram. Jake just wants to show off his Tommy John uh, scar. Yes, he's that's he's my plugging plug. his. He's plugging <laughs> his. That's my plug. John. Yeah, uh, get Tommy John. <laughs> Cespedes deep to right center, back goes Blackman near the wall, it's out of here! Third home run of the night for Ioannis Cespedes! And the Mets go back in front, 10-8. Unbelievable. Thank you, too. Shakia Taylor, Hannah Kaiser, Meg Rowley, Jake Mintz, Jordan Schusterman. Thank you to Alex Rodriguez. We know that we will be hearing from him about who we did and didn't pick. We know he'll have thoughts, right? Who do you think Alex Rodriguez would think that we should pick? Probably like Aaron Judge. 
Aaron Judge, Stanton. I weirdly feel like he might pick Bauer. <laughs> yeah, possibly. What? Here's here's the last question I'll ask you, and then we'll we'll let the listeners go mercifully. What would the title of the draft have to be for Trevor Bauer to get selected? You know, like we have the all gift draft and it, it evokes the most exciting and fun personalities and players in baseball. What would the title of the draft be where Trevor Bauer would be the first overall pick? Like what would we have to be drafting for? The all lives matter draft. <laughs> thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, if you're a new listener, thank you so much. We would love if you would subscribe. We do this kind of stuff and other less silly stuff from time to time. Uh, If you're an old listener, thanks for sticking around. We will be back next week where we discuss the first weekend of Major League Baseball during a pandemic. Uh, Goodbye. Everybody, uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. Tipping pitches. This is the one that I love the most. So we'll see you next week. See ya.